Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. We made a great shot, obviously, um, at the end. And, uh, you know, we've played against him so many times over the years. We we know how good LeBron is. We know uh, what he's capable of. So uh, he, he came through for them. Um, I've, I've just loved our guys' effort the whole game. Draymond was amazing tonight uh, guarding Davis. And, and I thought Wiggs did a great job on LeBron. Uh, our guys really, really just battled and competed. And... Uh, couldn't be more proud of uh, the, the team for you know what what they've become over the last couple of months. But this is a bitter bitter pill to swallow. You know this was our game and uh, we couldn't get it done. That is Steve Kerr, Golden State Warriors. We'll talk football at five coming up. But I haven't mentioned this. We've been talking a lot of Tebow and well air fryer steak. I mean, come on, we're just trying to help you out, people. <laughs> Just trying to help you out. Went peanut butter and jelly earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Air fryer steak. Food topic every day on the food show. Food topics, man. Like, I like it. Food topic uh, does it. It kind of gets you going. Doesn't Sports it? meets food. Could be a new yeah. genre. I'm sure that's already out there. It's got to be. I'm sure someone's killing that game. I don't know, but if not, we get Fitz, Jason Fitz, Ooh. Jesse Palmer, Jesse I mean, Palmer. Now we have the face. We have the topic. We have Jason Fitz. Uh, write it down. Do we do we write, write it, down it down or do we just walk off this show right now and do it like tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Not saying I'm gonna walk off, but I kinda mean that's a million dollar okay. idea. That's a pretty good Can idea. You mentioned endorsements, so you want air fryer, we'll get it you'll get your air fryer tomorrow if you want. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm. <laughs> You're not just getting the revolution toaster, <laughs> but whatever they make in oh, the air fryer. And world by the too. way, real quick, I was looking at the most expensive toasters. Can I take a guess? Do you think the Revolution Toast is the most expensive one on the market right now? The way you're phrasing that is no, because there's some, like, Kardashian $1,400 toaster. Well, $1,100, but on sale for $800. That's pretty Um, good. Yeah, and it's at Williams and Sonoma. I'm sorry. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not that classy. Sure. Is that what it is, Williams and Sonoma? Yeah. Um, And it's a Dolce & Cabana toaster. Now, Uh. doesn't do anything. Like it, it looks like retro, right? It looks like you're going to eat at a diner. Yeah, yeah. It's got some like, cool artwork on it from Dolce and Cabana. Be a cool logo to have like that. Did yeah. I? Did I ever tell you? Yeah, no, that's not bad. I mean, it's cool. It's not eight. It's not eight fifty worth, but it's cool. Did I ever tell you the story as to why I didn't have a toaster until Brent got me one? We don't have a toaster either. It, well, you. But I did have one, and oh. then I, I broke it. So oh. I saw one of those life hack videos saying that you can make grilled cheese if you put your toaster on the side and put the grilled cheese sitting in. And the problem I did was the cheese was hanging <laughs> off the edge of the bread and it heated it up. And then the cheese fell onto the like heating area sure. of the toaster yeah. and it started a fire. Couldn't give the, the frying pan a try, huh? Well, I, I saw it. It was, a, it was a hack. I was like, oh, I got to try this. Oh, life yeah, hack. you hacked yourself. All right. You know how you read those stories? Of like the kid hit the button and bought 500 Amazon whatever on things son. on Amazon. Yeah, that's coos. 
Except he's 30. <laughs> but it wasn't by accident. Like, yeah, he knew what he was doing. I though. knew exactly yeah. what I was doing. Who's just a kid that's watching YouTube videos like so much that he tries all these experiments but, and has no idea what the the, the uh, outcome might uh, be? Uh, yeah, like, doesn't think that far down the road. The next one I want to do, which oh, which I, I pitched to the higher ups here, they told me I can't do it at work, was making it, uh, the adult Capri Suns. Have you seen those from Aldi? Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard about these. That's right. So like you get you grab one of those frozen fruit bags, like the big ones, and then okay. you just fill it with liquor. Yeah. And then it's an adult Capri Sun. But like a giant one. Yeah, and you stick so you a straw in it. Yeah. And then you drink it. Like, are you going to hold that thing the whole day? Or are you just going to put mean, it down? Okay. Yeah, you know. It's frozen. It By keeps the way, it cold. I, mm. Putting the straw in a Capri Sun is an underrated skill. Well, you're, not, you're, not, the, you're not wrong. No, the, it's not, you're not it's wrong. Not easy. Because sometimes you'd go through through the whole thing and it's leaking Absolutely. everywhere. And Grandma's like, all upset. I yeah. feel like we talked about the, the Guinness World Record for drinking a Capri Sun was 16.6 seconds. That's it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, whoa, you can do whoa, that faster. Whoa, no, 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 no. From from straw still stuck on the back, so you have to take the uh, straw off, put right. it in, and drink the whole thing through the straw. I want that record. You want to try that tomorrow? I want that record right now. Can, can we call six, Guinness to verify? Sixteen I, I seconds from the straw in the. You gotta hit it in there, and then you gotta drink it through the straw, though. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. Then yes. Uh, uh, from from what I saw, it may have been broken already, but there was like a few months ago that came out. Brent, I feel like people are... I think we could try that at the very least. <laughs> yeah. You know, the chicken sandwich thing we tried, like, yeah. the Capri Sun thing might be worth it. Okay. Maybe uh, we make it go viral. You keep like, talking about it. was them. a while ago? Yep. It was, it was during the pandemic it came out. Like, okay. it, it really wasn't that long ago. You keep talking about the NBA since Zion Williams is uh, out of the playoffs. It doesn't really matter. And I'm going to look up Capri Sun uh, Guinness World Cup. Yeah, fi- 15.71 oh, seconds. It, so it's 15 now. Yeah, it was see, it's 16. Beatable. It's beatable. Mm-hmm. How uh, how good was the game last night, it was awesome. in your estimation? Did it, it live up? It was awesome. I fell asleep, but yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gonna be honest. And I don't fall asleep much, but so, I'm so I fell asleep as well. And then it's a late night. I woke up and there was like you know it, it's like the last minute. And I'm like oh I couldn't have woken up at a better time. This is great. And then when LeBron hit that shot, I yelled and woke up my wife and got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll be divorced sooner or later if you keep doing that. Uh, the Listen, uh, we talked about it yesterday. It had the hype. It has all the stuff. I mean, yeah. people, it, it is a big game. Biggest game of the year in the NBA. I'll say this. Right. I watch. Let me just tell you why this was such a big game. And people who say, oh, I don't watch NBA. Listen, if you like sports, you know when some big things are happening. Mm-hmm. I say this about the MMA. I don't watch MMA every every night, every weekend. But when there's a big one coming up, yep. I, I say, man, I'm thinking about I got to buy that or I got to find a way to watch this or I got to see this or, or I'm locked into Twitter because they're going to show me every 20 seconds anyway what's going on. Sure. So even like I that's not appointment TV every weekend for me like you, but I want to I want to be a part of it. Right. Yeah, we want to yeah. be a part of it. I don't watch the NBA night in, night out. Now, it's on sometimes either in the office or at home. Ty watches it more than me, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I made sure I had that on at 10 o'clock. And in, yep. by the way, in the middle of flipping back and forth because there's a no hitter going on True. again, what yeah. else is new? That's about as frequent as a three point basket being made That's these insane, days. Insane, by the way. And so I'm watching the game, and it was a miserable first half. Mm-hmm. It was bad. I mean, Steph Curry in the first even 15 minutes had like five points, and but then he, but he finished on a good <laughs> note. Well, but he hit like three or four that were yeah. like, this guy is ridiculous. He really is ridiculous. Yes. And so it had that. 
I'll tell you what else. Like, again, I don't watch the Lakers very much. Mm-hmm. And I know Schroeder is supposed to be like this. He was disgustingly bad in the first half. Yes. Like, I said, Brent, you haven't earned the right to tweet about the NBA, but I wanted to tweet how bad he was. <laughs> Why'd you write? I mean, you, you tweet about everything else. I know, but I was like, you I don't watch this guy. Race, race, don't you? Yeah, but it, Come it, on. like, he, if it's LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Schroeder, then. <laughs> What is this guy doing on the court? Yeah, yeah. And then he started to play a little bit better. Obviously, LeBron and Anthony Davis didn't play well but in the, in the first half. Alex then the Caruso, third quarter, making a Caruso was the best player on the floor for the Lakers. Well, that's because you can notice him. Wherever, <laughs> but he I mean, was. No disrespect to him, but you, <laughs> was five you, for you five. stick out like a sore thumb. T- so. uh, I was almost said TJ McConnell. <laughs> of course. You Caruso have McConnell is on the brain. like the TJ McConnell of the Lakers. He's a great story. Of of how he got there. Well, so, he was the best player on the floor yesterday in the first half for the Lakers. He defense yeah. no in general defense wise he really helped. It's intensity. Know, I I say lock Steph Curry down. He still had a ton of points, but but Steph Curry had six turnovers, yeah. which then led to points for the Lakers, which and then well yeah. and then it held it together for then Anthony Davis to catch John. I think he was like three for his first fifteen. I think he finished seven for his last ten. Mm-hmm. Obviously LeBron hits the big shot at the end. Uh, LeBron started playing better anyway. Something that we have totally taken for granted and overlooked and maybe more people appreciate if you watch the NBA day in, day out, watch the Lakers day in, day out. The act, you know, we talk about like Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady accurate pass. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about LeBron James with the accuracy that in the simplicity that he makes that mm-hmm. every pass like yeah. it, it puts it in the almost perfect spot every time. Uh, you know, to lead Caruso to the rim or just out of the hand of the def- I thought his passing yesterday was brilliant. Uh, facilitating when they did score, even in the first half. So Richard Deitch, um, yeah. who is, you know who that yeah, is? He'll, he'll, write, he'll like be a media sports column guy yeah, sometimes, sure. right? Uh, so the ratings came out last night. How was it? Can I take a guess? How uh, you, uh, I mean, it's not like, an, it's just how many people it says watched last night, tuned in last night. I'll be bad at this game. 17. 17 million? No, nah, not that total. Much. I'd say like, people. I'd say 4 million. 5.6 million. Okay. I think that's good. And I think that's good. I don't know. Yeah, Everybody okay. talks about how bad the I mean, ratings are for the NBA. 5.6 million people are down. That's a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot. And yeah. I like, I'm just telling you from uh, – it was a long way of telling you that I locked into the game. Sure. And I don't do that. Yep. All right? I just don't do that for the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, we're flipping back and forth a little bit because the uh, Bruins game was in overtime, playoff hockey, overtime, can't get any better. Yes. So – and no hitter by the Yankees. I mean, geez, from the Yankees, but still, I was watching another no hitter, and uh, I watched through three quarters, and then I was like, it's, "I'll catch the rest." Getting, of pretty, getting pretty late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's not late for me either. But for some reason, I was like fading. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just pick this thing up in the morning. Oh, I, for yeah. Sure. I would, well, I mean, that was the same situation for me. You know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to do the ESPN update for the morning, right? So I'm waiting for the jumbo shrimp game to be over. I got a full stomach from going out to dinner. Had cake. Birthday dinner, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so oh, I'm like yeah. sitting there like trying to watch the game, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm not enough. Well, I can't You're an early it. riser, too. You guys don't usually stay up that late. That time of night was nothing for me, but it yeah. turned out that it was something for me last night. Well, I will because I was very curious how the game played out, so I watched like the last, like the fourth quarter in bed waking up this morning because yeah. I had a little free time on me. Um, and, yeah, it, it was it was a good ending. If we're being honest, and we're being honest here, right, Like it was the exclamation point for LeBron James. Right, like you yeah. won the game, all this stuff. Of course. Okay. The whole eye thing, though, a little turned off by the eye thing. Are you? Now it was. Swollen. It had a little bit of Michael Jordan fever to it. Or <sighs> don't, blue. don't 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 nah, But you know, I think Michael Jordan was actually sick, though, Brent. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, was he really not, that sick? Yeah, though? but you know, I don't know if I fully believe he was that sick. 
Like, uh, like, I, like the, was, was he really seeing triple and I hit mean, the middle rim? And maybe maybe LeBron should start employing that as a tactic. I mean, Larry Bird, wish he could have a flu game. Like, he, he wish he put up those kind of numbers, Larry. Was yeah, well, well, of course, because you're going to attack Michael Jordan. I'm going to give it to you right saw back. Larry Bird on a bunch of those graphics. Shows, <laughs> by the way, did you? There, there was, was a, a, yeah. uh, there was a, a, few bas- a few NBA players, like C.J. McComb for the Portland Trailblazers, posted, uh, what is it, get this guy an award or something like that, like joking well, about LeBron. It was swollen, okay? So uh, it, it, it poked did, in yeah. the eye. Yeah, poked in the eye. That hurts. And it looked like you did. I understand that. But the post-game interview, <laughs> I didn't when, see when, when you say that you saw three baskets yeah, I saw that. and you shot for the middle one, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it was hard to see out there. And it, come on, man. Like, see, like to me, like, you, you killed the moment. Like, dude, it was – you got poked in the eye, your eyes swollen. Okay, fantastic. Boom, you hit the game-winning shot. Boom, okay, good, good, good. And then all of a sudden, like, you have a chance to say, hey, you know, we played hard, we fought to the end, it is what it is, uh, don't doubt us. Perfect. Chef's kiss. Mwah. But you had to go above and beyond and add to the legend and say that you saw three baskets. Yeah. See, I got an issue with that. Yeah, I don't love that. Because I don't think Jordan's going to, is, is Jordan going to do that? Is Larry Bird going to do that? No, Larry's Is TJ McConnell going to do that? <laughs> TJ McConnell's lucky these guys to do last five minutes I of the game. I think they know the storylines. I think they have the flair for the dramatic, and sometimes they go over the top. I, I mean, know. and I'm, LeBron's done that before with the decision, and he might have done it with the blurry eyes yeah. this time. But <laughs> I, 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 either way, it was a really good game. It, yeah, it, yeah. And, and so it lived up to some of the drama. I will say this, though. I think the more disappointing part is, like, you, you I woke up and was like, hey, LeBron hit the game winner. And so yeah. I go back, and I'm watching it. It's like... There was 55 seconds left after he hit the game winner. Like, you couldn't score again in the yeah. NBA? Like, nobody scored for 55 seconds to finish the game? Oh, and to like, that. What would the bet have been on that? That nobody's going to score? What Plus what in Vegas that nobody would score? You know there was, a number big enough. You know there like, was LeBron, someone sitting LeBron there. haters are, are loving this moment. Yeah, the guy, if, if there were three seconds to go on the clock, no way he hits it. But oh, yeah. he can hit a game winner with 55 seconds Clutch, to man. go. Clutch game winner, 55 <laughs> seconds, I know. Oh, that, you know, that speaks a little bit to the defense of the Lakers. They were able to lock it down a little they're, bit. They are very good but, defensive But teams. to that, you know there was someone sitting there with the over, and it's right on the line, and they're watching. Oh, was it? Sco- was it right on line? I don't know, but probably. But anyway. I'm sure it was. Hey, it was a good game. Yeah. I think um, it was a fun battle. I mean, you got highlights from both guys. Correct. Uh, you got a little disappointment early going. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think you got I think you got uh, kind of what, what you want in a game like that. And you got a thrilling finish. So Well, and that's what I get, too. And you have an eye blur to go along with it. Yeah, for sure. Because after that first half, though, I'm like, oh, okay. I remember we were talking about how you're you taking Steph Curry, LeBron James. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like well, hey, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I was thinking the same. And I'm not going to lie. I might have that audio saved (laughs) for the next morning. And I was going to play it, and I was going to have a you know a, a smart alecky kind of comment, uh, the only comments I could have. I wasn't ready to come in here and then, grow and be like, all right, yeah. I'll go with Steph. And then I, and then I see the triple-double stat line. I'm like, hold it. And then I see the game winner. I go, hold it. And I see the whole eye thing. I'm like, okay, wait a second. I'm like, okay, he's still LeBron James. Yeah. I, okay. I, I, like, I like in our world, in sports world, when you can hype up a game. Even if you're not the biggest fan of either team, sport, whatever, you still want to be a part of it, tune in for it. And then if you do miss it, mm-hmm. in that sense, because it goes late, the first thing I did after helping the Tebow story out was <laughs> look up, like, okay, everything else. Like, go back and watch it, see yeah. it. And, I, and it was, like, the first thing on my mind. Sure. So, like, the last thing I went to bed, I was thinking, Steph LeBron. Yeah. 
Steph was hoping I was thinking Steph, like my wife, not sure, Steph Curry. Sure, 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 sure. Sorry. Uh, and sorry. Well, only one of them is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that's, maybe uh, maybe in Dayton. Now. I don't know. Maybe in Dayton he's a Hall of Famer. I'm sure. Or Davidson. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. Yeah, Davidson. I don't know. Maybe he hasn't made it yet. Yeah, you got to earn that, huh? But then the first thing I was thinking of when I woke up after I heard that Debo news broke was, hey, I got to go watch this thing and check it out and how it finished. So that's what's cool about sports sometimes, yeah. you know. And uh, I think it kind of lived up to it, it with the drama and, and all the rest. We'll see what it means. In the grand scheme of things, that. I don't know how much it means because it was a play-in game, and they now have to go. We'll see if the, the, the Warriors can even make it. We have Rick on the line, you said, Coos. Uh, Rick Rouse on the line right now, Florida Sportsman Fishing Report. Are we going to get back out on the water sometime or what, Rick? Man, you know, it's that one-day Northeaster that they called for two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it just never stops. Hey, Brent, I want a number. What are the odds that – Tim Tebow ever takes a snap in a regular season NFL game? I would put those odds, uh, and just f- full disclosure, I don't think he's going to make the roster. So I would say, right. uh, I would say a snap in a Jags uniform would be at this point twenty-five to one. Wow. Yeah, I think that's about right. I think that's about right. But but uh, but I'm I'm proud of him for trying. I sure wish this wind would back off. I just got off the phone with Captain David Boris, and he said it is just a triumvirate of evil conditions that have made his fishing very poor this week. First off, he doesn't like the moon phase, and I don't either. When we have a building moon, a new moon, we've got gentle tides. They don't, the current doesn't run very fast, and the fish don't hunt very hard. So that's, that's going on right now. And just this horrible northeast wind that has now shifted around to the east but is still blowing, and that has dropped our water temperatures if things weren't bad enough. We should be up in the 78 to 80 range now, and we just climbed up from 69 up to 72. So our water's cold, it's rough, and fish and stuff. Now, he fished the last couple of days. He caught some trout, said the trout were pretty fair. Redfish have had absolute lockjaw and uh, just haven't been going. But the good news is next week looks like the end, just the exact opposite of this week. We're going to be building up on a full moon, which is perfect. We're going to have light winds all week. The water will warm up, and better days are much closer ahead than what they have been. I'll tell you what, you can count on us being back tomorrow to check on it, though, with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, boys. That's Rick Rouse, uh, Florida Sportsman Fishing Report, and each and every day on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Also, check out the show on Saturday morning, 7 a.m. until 9 a.m., right here on ESPN 690. 25 to 1 odds. You, you, you kind of, you're, I would, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, say like, that's too high, low. No, like, I had like plus 450 in my mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Or whatever that, I mean, I, yeah. I actually work better that way too. On yeah. The, yeah. Don't have to do the math as much. Plus 450, though, would be, what is that? Uh, that's like, that's, that's like, like one, five four and a half to yeah. one. That's, so, you, so that, actually, Vegas will probably put it on like that. They're sure. going to, they're going to play the emotional card. Of course. Again, I, I don't know. I, I think this falls where you make, True. Like, I think that's easy money for me because I don't think he's making the roster. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Uh, but I wonder how – I wonder seriously where it would fall. In fact, there's probably already odds out of that. So uh. so there's – there's uh, this happened a couple hours ago, and I did not see this. So apparently there was a race that happened between Nicole Hardman, Henry Ruggs, Devin White, and Justin Jefferson to see who the fastest guy was. You, see, you hear about this? So this is coming from Dove Kleiman. You know Dove Kleiman? Uh, he's, I'm sure you've seen his stuff. He's I have. NFL, yeah, I think he's, yeah. Sometimes so, debatable, I think we've said about Okay, well, well, this he's quoting from uh, 
Bleacher Report gridiron, so it seems okay. to be pretty legit here. Uh, Miko Hardman, 178 pounds. Ruggs, 188 pounds. Devin White, 237 pounds. And just, uh, Justin Jefferson weighed in at 202 pounds. Out of Hardman, Ruggs, White, and Jefferson, care to guess who ran the fastest 40? And then was, Come on, this was a race, by the way. Hardman, White, Ruggs, and Jefferson. Well, you're sounding surprised. I'm sorry. This wasn't a race. It was they, they each took their turn and then ran it. Okay. So yeah. it wasn't a head-to-head. It wasn't head-to-head. But they wanted to see who the fastest guy is. I mean, you're, because you're asking it this way, it's going to be White oh, or Jefferson. No. But I think no, it's White. It's, a, it's actually Miko Hardman. Oh, okay. What I'm surprised about, though, is Jefferson ran a 4-5. Yeah, I don't so, think he came. That's why I think he dropped, right? I mean, I think yeah. that's why he was in the 20s, because he's not known as a blazer. So, Miko Hardman ran a 4-2-2. Wow. Ridiculous. Uh, Henry Ruggs ran a 4-2-6. And keep in mind, this is like electronic time. This isn't like hand, hand time. time. Like, yeah, no, yeah. it's electronic time. Uh, Devin White ran a 4-3-7. Wow. And that was, I was kind of shocked about that, too. Yeah, I mean, he can fly. I knew he could fly, but, but you play four, three, seven. But you play linebacker. That shows you the game now, though. I mean, you've got to almost run that to play linebacker. We were doing that the other day with, uh, who was it? Oh, it was Bobby Wagner runs like 4-4-6. Four, yeah. four, at least that was his time But yeah. uh, when he came out. so That's interesting. I didn't that know that is was interesting. Going down. Well, I, I think we would like that. I, I think we I think if more players did that, you know, we have the 40 time. Yeah. But I think if, let's just say every, well, you can do it every year. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to know, like, Whoever came out with a four three seven at the forty at the combine in Indy, yeah. what do they run five years later? Yeah, you know, uh, I think that, that would be a good call. appealing to fans. I think we're we're over the top about the number of a forty time. I think we are that way. We've had this discussion. Yeah, but the bottom line is we are over the top about the forty time. So it's <laughs> appealing because we're all interested in it. Who do you think is the fastest guy in the Jaguars now? Is it Campbell? Tyson Campbell? Because he ran nah, a it's four. Be a receiver. Well, Tyson Campbell ran a four three four at his pro day. Now, what does that mean, though? You know, I I think I think DJ Chark would say something about it. Really? I think I want to say last year it was Chark and somebody else that were talking well, about being he, the fastest. You don't think Cole, Keenan Keel and Cole? Oh, maybe it was Cole and Chark. Yeah. Cole might have been the fastest. Yeah. You would think. Well, four three. If he ran four three six or four three four, once again like at his said, at his pro day. That'd be tough to beat. One well, DJ Chark ran a four three four at the combine, which is a, a little more legit. Chark. DJ well, Chark. By the way, the guy you know who's probably the fastest now? Who's that? Is Travis. Agnew. Oh, Agnew, that's right. The, the guy that brought so, over from the Lions. What did ETN run? ETN's pretty you know, fast I think too. He's probably the fastest. We got Tebow. Tim Tebow. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Yep. Tebow. Yeah. How 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 many endorsements? I liked your tweet today. Go go get him in New York. Yeah. I'm not holding anything back. Okay. New York's just laughing at us over here because they signed Tebow. Yeah, but I still love going back at them for the endorsements. Yep. Well, that's all. We, that's it's all we got right now. That's what we got. We're we're Tebow's got plenty of endorsements. It. Yes, there's probably more coming. More endorsements than probably any other tight end, mm-hmm. even Kelsey and the like. I saw an article saying now that Zach Wilson wants to hold off on endorsements until like a second year, like Patrick. Oh, Moore. really? <laughs> I bet you do, Playboy. I bet you do. By the way, Gronk probably has more endorsements than anybody else. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Another no-hitter, and I will promise I'll give you that update on the PGA Championship, the second major of the year. Brent Martineau. I'm not the guy that likes to, like, be over dramatic. Austin Lane. Well, you, you're almost by. in tears yesterday. I was. So. Well, that was a little different. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. When I see 
the the act of a pitcher carving through a lineup top to bottom that will not lose its specialness for me no matter how frequently it happens because I find pitching to be the the most fascinating thing in sports where you are standing up there by yourself and one by one meticulously you need to work through that lineup the the, the stress the strain sure. uh, the execution everything it takes is really hard but admittedly hitters are helping right now and hitters are helping uh because of a consequence that's been a decade plus in the making this all goes back guys to pitchers really figuring out how to I'm not going to say perfect themselves but pitchers figuring out uh how to evolve faster than hitters is that Jeff Passan? Yeah. From ESPN, talking about the latest no-hitter. Back-to-back nights of no-hitters. It's incredible. It's Yeah, but it's kind of taking the prestige off it, isn't it? Well, I, I kind of agree with Passan there. I don't know. Like, I say that kind of in, all right, what are we doing here? And I think that's a big uproar right now in Major League Baseball about, like, what are we doing here? Like, why are there so many? Why is nobody hitting? Yeah. Why is the batting average so far? It's so funny. Like we're, now we can't. And I don't know if that's still old school guy doesn't like baseball. Is, is that ball in play, which is a big part of this, uh, where there's just no entertainment value because you're not seeing guys make great plays yeah. because it's either strikeout, home run, or a walk, mm-hmm. and that's it. So I don't know where it's coming from at this level. But if you watch it, like I, I read ESPN and some of the articles, in the last couple of weeks they've been putting out article after article, what's wrong with baseball? How do you fix baseball? What's wrong with baseball? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the strikeout article, I think, um, oh, shoot, now I can't remember who, who did it uh, a couple of days ago. Maybe it was passing. Uh, that it was really good. It was it was entertaining read about the strikeout. Mm-hmm. But the way I grew up in baseball, you don't want to strike out. I mean, Tony Gwynn, Wade Boggs, those guys didn't strike out. You want to put the ball in play. Uh, There's an element of that that I still think does exist. And I, uh, like everything else, I don't know why we had to go all the way to one side or the other. Like, I I don't know why we have to go from, okay, don't put the ball in play anymore. Let's just hit home runs. Don't don't strike out just – or strike out as much as you want as long as you hit a couple home runs. Like, why did we have to go that far over? And that's what the sport has done. The sport went – it's completely flipped itself on the head. Because of analytics to say, okay, every guy in the lineup now has to be able to hit it 420 feet and the base hit doesn't matter anymore and a single doesn't matter anymore. Therefore, the bunt doesn't matter anymore. Therefore, small ball doesn't matter anymore. Therefore, situational hitting doesn't matter anymore. Like, how did we get here? We went way over the top. And now we're trying to reel it back in from an entertainment point of view. And also, by the way, I still think the teams that are good, the teams that win, the teams that win big at the end of the year, Know how to do those small things. Know, knows what it takes to take an extra base. Has good baseball IQ. Knows how to get a runner in from third base with less than two outs. Mm-hmm. And I believe that – I've said this. The Yankees, I believe the reason they haven't won is because they don't know how to do some of those things. Now, it's starting pitching as well and, and things. But the reason why the Yankees haven't won for the last decade is I think they've gone so far on the other side with these big boppers that scare the hell out of you, by the way, in the lineup. But when it comes down to the the nuts and bolts of it in late October – and you need a guy to come in and, and just deliver a ball in play or hit it to the right side. Mm-hmm. I don't think they do it as well as the Red Sox did in 18. The Dodgers have done the last couple of years. I think that's a big part of it. Hard to measure it, but I believe watching it, that's a big part of it. So 
I don't think we'll ever get tired of the no-hitter. I joked yesterday, I mean, are we going to get to a point where nobody even comes out of the dugouts and celebrates a no-hitter anymore? Yeah. Is it like a home run where people just wait till the guy comes back in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, the no-hitter is a special thing, and it should still be a special thing. Corey Kluber, the latest to do it, and uh, has hardly pitched in the last couple of years and was able to do it. He, was, he had great stuff last night. I watched yeah. the latter part of that game. I mean, he was electric. To me, it's just wild, though, that you go from, you know, the the monumental season that was last year with the, the amount of home runs that were hit and the, and the number of runs that were scored, and now we're talking about the monumental shift of, hey, there's going to be maybe 18 or 19 no-hitters if the, this pace keeps up. Like, it's just crazy to go from one extreme to another in one season. Yeah. That's the wild thing about this. It It is. And I don't know if there's just a simple answer. I, I Again, if you read the article about strikeouts especially, there's five or six different reasons. And they make sense. Mm-hmm. The pitchers are really good. The stuff is nasty. If, but did, if you ask me, I could hit a fat. I am convinced, okay? Yeah. Put me in the big leagues. Okay. All right? This is going to sound crazy. I get it. Yep. Put me in the big leagues. Let's go ahead and record this just in case it happens. Mm-hmm. And especially you put me in the big leagues like 20 years ago. But yeah. I, I doubt I could do this now. But – if you put me in the big leagues as a average Division two player who walked on and was just okay, mm-hmm. if you threw me, if I got to sit around there for a week and just hit fastballs, even at 97 miles an hour, mm-hmm. 98 miles an hour, I'd think I'd be able to hit it. I'm not telling you I'd drive it out of the ballpark. I'm not telling you I'd hit 300. Point being, baseball players can hit fastballs. Okay. The problem, if you read that article, is 40% of the pitches they see now are fastballs. Sure. It used to be a pitch that everybody lived off and worked off, and occasionally you threw the curveball. Occasionally you threw a slider. Yeah. Occasionally you threw a, a, a whatever pitch. Mm-hmm. Now you're seeing only 40%. And by the way, when you do see them, <laughs> it's 102 miles an of hour. Of course, yeah, you know? your body's not adapted to it. So yeah. when you're seeing off-speed, 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 and then boom, fastball – that's a big difference. So I think hitting is as hard but, as it's ever been. I think the pitchers are as good by, by the mass of pitchers as they've ever been. I think that's contributing. But I do think we have now trained our young athletes and now these pro athletes to swing for the downs and it's okay to strike out. I think that is an element of that. And and I don't even hate the baseball as much as a lot of people other do. others do. But people think baseball's boring right now because of the home run but, and strikeout ratio. But once again, though, Brent, we go from last year where you had a, a record amount of home runs and all this stuff, and the baseball's juiced. we got to fix that. And now you have a year where it's probably going to be the lowest you know, runs per team per game um, in, in MLB possibly history since like the 1900s we're talking about here. So... I mean, it's hard to believe that it's an anomaly. It's not an so, anomaly. Okay, so then we were saying, what, pitchers got hit to the game, and now all of a sudden it's not about fastballs anymore. It's about more splitters and curves and all yeah, this and stuff. Yeah, and hitting has always been hard anyway. Sure. You know, so yeah. now it's just that much harder. Okay. Yeah, I think the pitcher, I, when we talked about this after two no-hitters ago, yeah. I just say the pitcher, uh, I likened it to the quarterbacks. I'm a big believer that there are more good quarterbacks on the planet than I've ever lived. Mm-hmm. Some of that's tutelage, some of that's analytics some of that's video some of that's watching our stars play at the high level but i think this generation of quarterbacks there are more of them that are good not elite and great and all that other stuff but good that mm-hmm. can play the position to an adequate level well i think there are more good pitchers pitching in major league baseball right now as a result of the um 
you know, our our sports and science programs, uh, Tommy John surgery now becoming it's OK. We'll yeah. make you better and maybe even better than you were. I think analytics, uh, the the spin on the ball stuff that people have identified. I just think now we have this crop of pitchers that are so good and the hitters are damn man. They're big and they're strong and they're good, but they're only trying to do one thing. It's a totally different approach at the plate if you try to put the ball in play and hit a double or a single than it is if you're trying to hit one out of the stadium. Sure. And you're more apt to swing and miss and fail if you're trying to hit one out of the stadium. But to the point of the article and everybody's point that talks about this a lot, well, you know what? You get paid if you hit it out of the stadium. And you get paid if you strike guys out. Yeah. And that's how you get paid. You don't get paid if you're David Fletcher from the Angels and hit nine hole, but you're the toughest damn out in the in Major League Baseball. There's still a spot for you, mm-hmm. but it's not sexy. It, you know, so the kids, therefore, are not trying to idolize that guy. Yeah. used to be that you were trying to idolize Tony Gwynn and, and Wade Boggs. Not doing that anymore. True. True. Uh, you're not doing it. Yeah. And nobody is. And heck, you, you, there's people like me that wonder when you have a 110-pound kid, can you even play the game anymore? Like, are we getting to the point where you have to be a linebacker to play the sport of baseball? Is this slow-pitch softball? Well, the Yankees have brought that question to the table. Yeah. You know, college baseball, even to a degree, has brought that to the table. There's guys are huge that are playing. The thing that I do like that I've noticed is that high school baseball hasn't gone there yet. The youth-level baseball hasn't really gone there yet. Um, and... Because you just can't find that many big guys. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, I mean, they usually you play know, football or basketball or something. That's so, the yeah. thing. So uh, it's 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 a great debate, and I don't know where it's going. I, I did joke. I even joked with Ty. I said, Ty, you want to make it to the big leagues someday? By the time you're eligible to make it to the big leagues, see if you can hit 400. Because nobody by the by that time, there's been nobody since like Tony Gwynn that's flirted with like 400. Sure. Right. Yeah. And all, it's hitting singles and button for hits and those kind of things might be appreciated at that time. But because we'll be cyclical, we'll come back to it. You know, yeah. we'll be vogue yeah, again know. to yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, and I was just kind of kidding with him. I, yeah. I don't think the game's leaving the analytical phase of home runs, triples, doubles still matter more than anything else. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do wonder if. We start to go back a little bit of, hey, it's okay to choke up with two strikes and put the ball in play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I think that that sounds very simplistic. And, again, this the analytical people about the game of baseball don't like to even hear that. But I do think all you got to do is I'll tell you one stat that doesn't get talked about enough. Hit me with it. The stat is what's your batting average right now? Mm-hmm. And then go do somebody's batting average when the ball is put in play. Mm-hmm. And especially at the younger levels, it will jump about 80 to 100 points. At the Major League Baseball level, probably a lot less because they field better, right? And they field more things and they can cover more ground. But that's an interesting stat that doesn't get talked about to me. Batting average versus batting average with balls put in play. It's called B-A-B-I-P. And the bottom line is, I think that means something to still get on base and and still get on and make pitchers work out of the stretch and make pitchers work more than – you know, they would if it's a one, two, three inning on 12 pitches that they struck you out on sure. in that one, two, three inning. Yeah. That's a fascinating world right now in, in Major League Baseball. But you always remember this. Major League Baseball is a lot different than the other levels of baseball, even minor leagues. The game they play at the Major League level is different than what they do here at the Jumbo Shrimp and AAA. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a different game still. Some of that's because they're not privy to all the information they are and they have at the disposal at the Major League Baseball level. So... There's a lot that goes into it. Would you say the game – you're a baseball guy to, yeah. to, to some degree. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're bored by baseball now because of the strikeouts? Or do you like to see pitchers 
running it up there 102 no, and no, whipping a guy. No, I, I don't mind it at all. I think there's a great appreciation for someone that's, you know, mastered their craft. And yeah. when a pitcher's on, a pitcher's on, it, it, it's cool to see. It's cool to see him take, you know, strike out the side of everything and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm actually into pitchers that can produce. Yeah, I don't mind it either. That's no. the thing. Like, I'm, I'm more of an old school guy but yeah. in that sense, but I don't mind it. I'm actually surprised we don't see more 20 strikeout games. it also makes the games. game faster. So. It does. Again, I get mad at the game of baseball, not when people don't bunt. I, I like to joke about people with people about that. But when people can't situationally hit. And and sure. I thought and when the IQ of the game is bad. There's yeah. still a good you can play the you can gain on a lot of people with your knowing the game. And there are more people at the major league baseball level that don't know the game because they're just big, strong and fast and know how to hit home runs. Yeah. But they have no idea how to run from first to third. Yeah. Or a situational play. And that's even at the big league level. Like that's crazy to me. Yeah. We talked way more baseball than I thought we were going to right there. It's been a TED Talk baseball. I like it. I could talk baseball for three hours. I just know y'all wouldn't want to listen. Yeah. We'll be back. I'm down. Action Sports Jackson, ESPN 6. How much to talk about? So just financially and from the standpoint of putting their budget together for this year, if they're going to trade Aaron Rodgers, it wouldn't be until after June 1st. So, yes, that, that is an important date, but the Packers do insist that they're not going to trade him. They still are trying to work toward a solution that brings him back as their starting quarterback this year. So as long as that's the case, the June 1st deadline uh, wouldn't make any difference. What, what we're going to see in June is a mandatory minicamp uh, that if he, if he attends it, then that's one, that, that's one kind of sign. If he doesn't attend that's another kind of sign. And then as we get into July, if he's willing to sit out training camp, if he's signaling that he's willing to sit out actual games, that's when the Packers' psychology on this will get tested. Uh, do they believe him and do they think that it's uh, if he's not going to show up and play for them, is it worth trading him and getting something in return? Braziano there? Yes. Yeah. Wasn't listening. PGA Championship. Know yesterday, but don't. Yeah. <laughs> Round one at Kiowa Island. Corey Connors in the lead through 16 holes. He's five under. That's two shots clear. Usually those afternoon guys don't do as well. Well, he's taking the lead in the afternoon. Keegan Bradley, Victor Hovland, Brooks Kepka, Aaron Wise, Sam Horsfeld, uh, all three under par. Uh, let's see what else we got. Colin Morikawa won last year, two under par. PGA Championship. Ricky Fowler, nice round, one under. Phil Mickelson, one under. The very difficult golf course. Probably not playing as difficult as it will even over the weekend. Still, very difficult golf course. Uh, Billy Horschel, even par through 13 so far today. Jordan Spieth, even, even par through 12. Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, three over par. Uh, Derek, what was it? Not Wolf. Uh, Derek, uh, who's your guy? I... <laughs> he got seven. Uh, he ended up remember. being seven over, but he had the lead for a moment. Derek Holmes. Oh yeah, you, you tagged me. In that. So I, was, well, I tagged you in it because I was playing it for the kids this morning. I was like, uh, Derek Holmes. He just yeah. made birdie. Listen, uh, I think then, that was one of his guys. And then when I saw it like two hours later, I'm like, no, he's not. So I'm like, forget it. Because <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, like he plus three. I'm like, oh, yeah, that well, was short and well. Like, he's a PGA pro yeah, yeah. that gets into this tournament because he won an event. You know, this is the nature of that tournament. Yep. Uh, it'll be listen. If you like to watch the big one at Talladega and Daytona. Yeah. This is the version of it in golf. Like, watch this weekend. Kind of like the U.S. Open, and it's going to really test these guys. And sure. they're going to be mad. Cruz just said somebody hit one in a trash can moments ago. <laughs> I mean, that's what you're going to get. That's uh, what I need. Yeah, that, that, that makes it a little bit more entertaining, even if you're not a huge golf fan. Yeah. Uh, I want to also tell, let's see, who else? Robert Kemp Jr., 
Said, what about Chris Claybrooks on the 40 time? He's right, 4-2-5. Well, report, so that's not official, though. No, he said yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. said I ran a 4-1-8. Yeah, so Brent Martin wins. I'm not calling Claybrooks a liar. He's probably very No, fast. he's, yeah. We'll, we'll give it to him. St. John's Country Day in the state championship game in Class 2A against Out of Door Academy. I don't know where these names come from for these schools. <laughs> Out of Door Academy? Out of Door Academy is the is the name. Do they have a class outside? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. There's probably some deep meaning to it. Okay. I just don't know what it is. Uh, but anyway, they're losing 5-3 to three in the sixth inning. So six more outs to go. St. John's Country Day. Uh, see if they can rally and win. We'll have that one for you tonight on CBS 47 and Fox 30. Ridgeview lost today in softball. Congrats on a good season. Uh, Fleming Island. Uh, we'll play tomorrow in the Final Four. Big news today. Obviously, Tim Tebow is a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you missed any of the conversation, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 podcast. That and go try steak in the air fryer. It's not bad. I'll have to get air fryer first, but you might have talked me into it. All right. That will do it. For Coos Enjoy your easy bake ovens, everybody. Martin, have a good night. We'll do it again tomorrow at 3 o'clock right here on ESPN 690.